Yeah, like, okay, so hey, hey guys, this hey. is Zero Waste Trash Talk. I'm Maris Macellis. I'm Jess Johnson. I'm Michael Britt. And we have a very special guest here today. Her name is Megan Gill. Hi, Hi. Megan. Hi, so Megan. happy to be here. Yay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop the music. We recorded this podcast right before the devastating tornado tore through our neighborhood in East Nashville, Tennessee, followed immediately by a worldwide pandemic and isolating lockdown. We decided to go ahead and publish these episodes so you can hear where we were coming from before the world changed. Stay with us to the end of this episode for a follow-up on how Megan and the Goodfell have weathered this double catastrophe and what changes we'll see moving forward. Okay, take it away, pre-COVID selves who got to go to restaurants and hang with friends. Um, Megan Gill is the owner and operator of The Good Fill here in Nashville, Tennessee. And we are here to talk about all sorts of things today, just about your store, about you, your story, and how you got where you are. Yeah, so um, I am from Virginia, Beach, Virginia. East Coast, um, rep. Yep, East Coast. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know, what do you want to know? Let's see. How did you get into Zero Waste? Like, yeah. how did this even spawn? Like, I was living in Costa Rica. I've been a hairstylist for... 13 something years. New facts um, I learned about you. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, so I I loved doing hair, but I, I always felt like there wasn't enough of a reason that I was doing it. I needed a, more of a purpose than just making people look good when they left. Love it. So I started working um, with organizations who were um, helping people come out of trafficking and mm. doing some volunteer work. And then that led me to Costa Rica. And I wanted to, with a good friend of mine who's also a hairstylist, wanted to teach girls who had come out of trafficking how to do hair. So it was kind of a way out yeah. of forced prostitution, which is mm. a very heavy subject. Yeah. Um, and but it's real. It's very real and mm -hmm. it's very sad. Um, but my time living in Costa Rica was, um, it was over the course of about two years. I was back and forth between Costa Rica and we sent some people to school and it was really amazing. And those people are now doing hair and they're successful and it's oh. really amazing. Oh, so you stayed in contact with them then? I did. Yeah, we still do. Mm -hmm. oh, that's great. It's great. Yeah. Um, but I knew that it wasn't really something that would translate in the States. And my husband and I moved back. We had a baby. And just in that process of the culture or reverse culture shock of moving mm. back to the States and just seeing consumerism the way yeah. that it is in the states versus other countries mm -hmm. and how our culture impacts other people in the world and they're they're watching us because we're wow. the ones with all the movies and yeah so um the way that we live really speaks so much volume to other people and um yeah we're we're a throwaway society if you just watch uh there is no know, way yeah there, yeah there, hollywood there is like, no way people are wearing different clothes every time you see them it's mm -hmm. just like you're constantly changing fashion so the idea is always like get more get better yeah. and in the process of that you're going to waste a lot of materials and stuff mm -hmm. and so I wanted um to find a way that would teach people everyday people how do your everyday actions impact people in the world whether you're buying something that is made by someone who's not getting paid enough or you're buying something from someone who is working in a factory. When you know better, you should be the one that tries to do better. So yes. it was, I just couldn't avoid it anymore. And, you know, the combination of making so much trash as a hairstylist and, oh, there were just so many things. I was, was going to say poof. And yeah, then the good fill was, was here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I wish it was that easy, but it was a combination of so many frustrations. And that was just one avenue. How <laughs> did the storefront yeah. come up? Yeah. How did you get the store? Again, as a hairstylist, seeing that all of the plastic packaging in everyday products you use, yeah. and then just being aware of what I was using. I mean, it's pretty typical for what everybody goes through when they start realizing oh my gosh, my trash can doesn't go just away. Mm -hmm. yeah. It goes somewhere and it's also coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So wanting to cut out some processes and originally I had all these other ideas, but 
they didn't really bridge gaps for people. They didn't meet people where they were. Mm. So the idea for the shop was to have a refill shop where you have containers or people can bring in their own containers and they can refill everything that you need on a daily basis. So all the basics. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to encourage too much consumerism so we don't need like 5 million face creams, you know, kind of the mentality that we already entertain on a daily basis. Uh, I just wanted to offer the basics with products that really worked for people. So non-toxic products, plant-based ingredients, sustainable ingredients in a way that people could refill their containers. Mm-hmm. Looks like the Apple store of zero waste. <laughs> yeah, except for not. But it's, <laughs> no, it is it is very beautiful. I do I do love it because it's just basically plants and wood. How did it you was come up with the, with the design concept of that? Was that all of your idea? It's kind of my taste. Just yeah. plain wood, no, um, yeah, nothing fancy and just plants. I mean, I feel like it's also very popular right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. simplify, to my baby. Favor. Bring yeah, the plants inside. All the green everywhere. How long has the store been open? Since July 10th. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like everything just kind of happened like really fast. Zero Waste Trash Talk and the Goodville. Mm -hmm. And like I started hearing about the store. I'm like, what is that? You had pop-up stores or something around. Because that's how I heard of you. People were talking about this pop-up. Or no, they were talking about the Goodville. And then so I would Google where the Goodville was. And then it was like, what? In a clothing store? What the (laughs) hell is this? And then, But then you weren't really there. And I was like, I don't understand. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. There it was. You had a store. Basically, we did pop-ups for a year. I had no idea it was going to be successful. Um, and people just kept coming. And then the next month would go by and we would have another one and more people came. And we ruined the space. And I thought, I'll be in here by myself for a year and no one will know about us. And the first day we opened, July 10th, uh, News Channel 5, I think, showed up. And I didn't have labels on any of the bottles. <laughs> I thought, no one's coming in today. No one even knows I'm here. <laughs> and we were slammed the entire day. Well, you ran out of a whole bunch right. of stuff on oh, that day, yeah. right? I've, yeah. I've been running out since we opened. We finally just got an inventory system that actually is catching up. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you run out of the most, Um say? Hand soap and dish soap. What about toothpaste tablets? Uh, I always come for run, those. <laughs> yeah, we have run out of those a few times. <laughs> How do you go through and, and like pick what you want in the store? Um, so, well, I have really high standards. Um, and so I'm looking for products that are made as close to Nashville as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's less shipping miles. I'm looking for products that can come in bulk um, and products that we can expand to selling in larger quantities at a time so just there's a, a lot, lot of, of yeah a lot of research and so. and you go pick things up yourself a lot of times yeah sometimes delivery, we right? do um yeah. we we're working on picking up 35 to 55 gallon drums from a company that's a couple of hours away um so we would be doing you some and your kind bulky of re- girls yeah, me and my arms <laughs> <laughs> we were just all of us tiny women um yeah so the idea would be eventually to move to some kind of massive refill system well your dedication is encouraging thanks truly we're big fans we're Mm -hmm. big (laughs) we're girl fans michael's a girl fan big one he's like do we tell her we're all in love with her when she comes (laughs) that's amazing that's so So. good to hear i had the worst day i was like other people are gonna open businesses like mine and it's just gonna crash i'm not gonna do but you know, you here's know. what here's what we were talking. We just came from a meeting about our yeah. t- the takeout container business, and it's like people are like, "Oh, people will get a hold of your idea and do it." We're like, "Well, that's a win because our real goal is to change mm-hmm. the world. That's your goal." Yeah. So like, it's like, "Oh, my business closed, but the world is doing things differently." It's so true. That's yeah. That's, the intent is the most important part. Yeah. And we're realizing yeah. that again is you're trying to put a business model together. You got to yeah. do real world 100%. stuff to make money yeah. to survive. But truly, in the back of our minds, we all started this because we give a shit heck yeah that's the reason we did it that's That's the reason why we do this now so these conversations are you know explicitly to show people that we we want you to have that information we want to connect you to the resources that you need and 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 be around and hear things that you wouldn't normally think about so i i remember going onto onto your website and you 
had listed all this information about the products that you have and well in my opinion you know it, it can be composted if you do it this way like you actually literally yeah. it was like you'd used everything and you were telling us everything and then I think you even I think that was you you gave us like um you listed how we could stop our junk mail from coming. Was yes. that you? Yeah. yeah. There was just like yeah. a lot of information. I tried a that lot you, yeah. of things when we first started. I was like, I'm going to blog about everything you could possibly know about. <laughs> yeah. screw this is just really not possible. I was basically working three people's, no, probably 10 people's jobs. Like when we first opened. And of course, you know, when you try to do a million things yeah. at one time, none yeah. of them are great. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to stick to the I refills. saw that and I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is amazing. Yeah, she knows what she's amazing. doing. And well, like, I get her and she gets us. So I'm going to go to the store. Well, and, and also like with your mail-in, just like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, you have that packaging that, that degrades after three days or something like that. It yeah, starts breaking the, down. Right, it's yeah. It's crazy. There's a couple crazy, of amazing. things like that in the shop. And I mean, even things that we, like right now, we do, so for the listeners who don't know, we also do refills online. So mm -hmm. customers who don't live in Nashville, or even if they do live in Nashville, but they can't come to the shop, if they order a refill online, it comes in a plastic pouch. It's a BPA-free pouch, which we can talk about that later. We will. Uh, we will. Um, but it can be washed, reused, and then, um, yeah, so the customer empties it, they send us back the pouch, and we refill it for the next customer. And that product idea or that refill system is not perfect. Um, it's just a step in the right direction. So we have a few ideas of um, a different kind of material we want to use and have a pouch custom made so that we can actually continue to do this in a more sustainable process, continuing to move forward because not every process is going to be perfect. You're not always going to find products from manufacturers that don't create waste also. A lot of times corporations are saying, oh, people finally care about this now. And we knew that BPA was bad, but I guess we have to, you know, change yeah. our system yeah. now yeah. since people are talking about this. But I'm trying to do things the other way around. Right. Get a ahead of the system and change the way that people are thinking before they shop. Yep. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Well, even down to like when you do the TerraCycle stuff, the, right. the stickers you peel off of people's containers, you send we the TerraCycle. We TerraCycle everything. Which is a recycling, which which means Megan pays for the recycling. On your wall, you've got that, the number system mm -hmm. where you're counting yeah. how many plastic bottles are out of landfill. Yeah. How do you count that? So we base it on, I mean, we can, in our system, it keeps track of everything we've sold. So yeah. it's every single refill we do. So even if you're buying a sample of something, that's a sample of a product you would have bought bought so maybe a small bottle but most of the time people are purchasing about 16 ounces of product 8 to 16 ounces so that would yeah. be the typical bottle size but then even still if you're buying toothpaste tablets versus a toothpaste tube that's another container yeah um the other products like the compostable um wooden dish brushes right, the loofahs, right. The, yeah. all of the other items that we sell that replace wasteful Multiple items yeah. yeah i mean um that those are those things we don't even count so really someday we should convert it to pounds because i think it would e show e an even larger mm -hmm. impact that um what is the really number the, right now do you know um it's around seventeen thousand. Wow. Seventeen thousand yeah. bottles mostly mostly since july yep wow wow yeah. that's it's amazing that's great mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, talking about bottles. Right. Talking about coatings. Yeah. I remember uh, one time I wanted a little, uh, alum I wanted a bigger aluminum bottle right. for to, for the shower, for shampoo or something, and uh, you didn't, weren't able to get one that didn't have a BPA coating or you weren't sure of it. Right. So we could only get the little bottles there. Right. And uh, that's that's when I kind of was like, oh, wow, you have gone down the rabbit hole. Oh, I really have. <laughs> I mean, I have talked to the manufacturers' manufacturers. Like, I, I wish I could. Are they just... open to talking to you or do you have to fight to talk I to them? I have to fight. Yeah. Um, usually they'll send me a, well, a few times they've sent me, manufacturers have sent me the documents that they get from the chemical manufacturers. And usually the company that's making the plastic, they don't even know what's in the plastic. So if wow. you're looking at a plastics company, 
a lot of times, even when they're putting a coating on something, they're just told this is FDA approved or whatever for mm -hmm. food. And so we're allowed to use it. Uh, you, mm -hmm. I'm sure you've seen the, what is it called? The Devil You Know. Have you seen that documentary? About I haven't. Oh, oh my it's, gosh. It's a little... It's terrifying. It's, I mean, basically, <laughs> the Teflon coating is in everything. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and, the yeah. PFOAs. Yeah. And, well, and then right. changing one molecule and making it PFOS. Or, and, then right. that, and then it's just... It's like, oh, it's fine now. It's mm -hmm. like, no, it's not fine. So as what I know of BPS, I have not done enough research, but BPS would be considered better, and I'm going to circle back in a second, but... BPS apparently doesn't leach as easily as BPA does. Okay. So, um, and again, I've talked to so many plastics manufacturers who do not even know what BPS or BPF is because BPF is another replacement. I'm pretty mm. sure. I'm not a scientist. So it's not the same as BPS. It's not the same, but a similar type. So right. like he was saying, PFAS, you, change, you change a chemical slightly yeah. to make it not have the same name yeah. and maybe you remove some of those properties but who knows at this point it's a newer chemical yeah but who knows what the trade-off is well, that's you know? exactly what happened with the tef teflon the right. or whatever. Yeah. yeah 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 so it's really um it's really confusing and it's shady right and and companies should be doing the research on the front end mm -hmm. not the back end right. not after mm -hmm. you've been using isn't that amazing like that's basically how it's always been it's like oh well only 600 people got affected by this we're going to wait till it's a billion right and then we'll outlaw and then we'll outlaw well, well and because the tests show that they're mostly safe again it's how you're using it like if you're using a low density polyethylene bottle and it's never heated it should not let go of any mm. of the chemicals, but you don't know what happened to that water bottle on its way to you from Canada right. in a hot truck for two. You know, you don't yeah. really know what yeah. the standards mm -hmm. were for the um, the packaging, and and so yeah, maybe the virgin plastic itself before it was actually turned into a bottle was actually fine. Wow! But it's the the whole process, like they were saying. Um, I think it was antimony that was being leached from plastic water bottles. It was like a. a I think that was a recent study that came out, but you know, don't take my word for it. <laughs> yeah. Do your research yeah. because you are your best protector. I don't right. know. Like, you but, know, but this is, uh, w when you go back to all of this stuff, it's like, okay, this is okay for you in small amounts. Right. But like when every single thing is packaged in that and everything we every eat has a small amount thing. of pesticide, a small amount of chemicals, right. suddenly we're, we're, ingesting and taking a lot of that like what was the, i read an article about how many chemicals uh is an average woman's beauty routine oh yeah and it was something like 239 or right. something eat daily that right. you're putting Every on your skin morning. right yeah, yeah and that's just insane and and but while we're talking about doing your research yeah. i think you and i talked you may have told me about the book the plastic free life is that the book that is that, is that the name of the book? That's the one I read about all the plastic. Plastic right, free right, right. life. Uh, I haven't read that one yet. I've read... Uh, Life Without Plastic. Life Without Plastic. Life Without Plastic. Yeah, that's, where, yeah. that's full of a lot of good information if you want to know Ooh. what plastics, what chemicals, all of that. That's, I'm on it. That's where you look it up. Life that yeah. explains like yeah. all of the... The numbers of the plastic. Yeah, they actually have a store. Them. Yeah, she yeah. she's done a lot of research mm -hmm. and then based her store on all of the research she had originally done. Incredible. What um what a like how do you how do you describe your store to somebody somebody who doesn't really know what it is? Because I imagine that there's a lot of people out there who okay maybe maybe they can understand that you can refill your shampoos there, but yeah. they might not recognize <laughs> that you could actually even buy a dish dish sponge you right. know like like so what a how do you describe your store and i guess also like what are some of the things that you think that people don't realize you sell um yeah so actually it's kind of one of my favorite things to do is just dumbing down the whole message not yeah. dumbing it down but really it is because it's such a complicated subject sometimes people don't even understand why they would want to yeah reduce their trash yeah. so um just telling people I like a lot of people who just walk through that area because we're, we have, you know, high traffic during the weekends, a lot of tourists, um, people will walk in and they'll say, what is this? And we say, we help people reduce their trash at home. And so you can come in and fill up your own containers or you can fill up one of ours so that you're not continually throwing away bottles. And then we sell other items that help you reduce trash in your everyday life. And usually 
people are really intrigued yeah, and they want to know more. And so we'll kind of go through and describe some of the different products to them. Um, some of the easiest ones are like a bamboo toothbrush. It's compostable. Mm-hmm. You can put it in the ground. Um, a reusable razor. That's something you can literally use forever. Mm-hmm. Those two things right there cut out so much plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, and it just kind of gets people started. So then the next, like in a couple of weeks when they're realizing they need to get rid of their paper towels and they're trying, you know, probably Googling or looking on our site, paper towel replacement or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, I think it's not overwhelming people when we first talk about it, but just kind of pointing them in the direction of everybody uses a toothbrush, hopefully. Yeah. So there's one thing, you know, if you right. really don't even understand why, when, and just like, yeah, even explaining like t- plastic stays around from 400 to 1,000 years to forever. Um, And so we're trying to reduce the effects of plastic on the planet. That's, I'd love to, I mean, I can't do math really, but at some point (laughs) I would like to take the numbers that you have on your wall and like calculate, like every single one of those pieces, like plastic containers could take between 400 to 1,000 years. So that's whatever number right you said 17 whatever like that's so many years worth of of like you know like methane gases and whatnot that have been like taken away from the atmosphere and can you imagine here's here's something i've been saying lately because it just it struck me it was like can you imagine if we were dealing with the disposable products from the vikings oh yeah yeah that's what it's gonna be like it would be exactly like that interesting idea yep yeah no no when you're talking about when people get started it is a rabbit hole you come Mm -hmm. in and you're like oh i can do this and then you're like i want to do more and you do it does yeah it works and you you brought up the razors that's one of mine where the Mm -hmm. the first thing that clicked is for me uh, years ago i was like okay i don't want to pay 17 dollars for three plastic gillette razors and so i switched to a safety razor right I bought that. I bought, of course, I bought it in bulk, like five hundred of them. But it's top of the line platinum razor blades. Mm-hmm. They came to nine cents each. Right. And I have a double sided razor. Right. I flip it over. Yeah. I get a couple shaves off of each side. Yeah. You each get shave to use is it about. More. It's like the tooth tablet, or well, it's less. It's like two cents a shave or right. something. Right. Right. And so every time people go, oh, I can't afford to spend more on that. It's like, well, but, you probably will work out. Yeah. Or or they're already actually spending a lot more on the disposable option right um yeah. for instance like menstrual pads um yeah. if you buy a pack of menstrual pads it might cost like for your full cycle it might cost you a hundred dollars to invest in those pads yeah. but you're spending more than that in a year on disposable yeah. so those pads are gonna last I you i am such a years. happier person right knowing yeah. that i don't have to buy those <laughs> i know like it has changed my life <laughs> i don't completely, have to send guys. my husband to the store in the middle of the night and come and see <laughs> megan at the store if you have questions i feel like that was an awkward situation for me at first it was at our like first event i think oh, yeah, i overheard yeah, yeah. you talking to someone else i was like what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's some there's some things out there that I think a lot of people don't know about so that true. are so exciting. Yeah. And you've got them at the store. Fatherland yeah. Street. Fatherland, what's the yeah. address? 1006 Fatherland Street, Suite 303. And we might not be there for that long. <gasps> so Ooh. follow us on Instagram. It's yeah. the good fill. The good fill. You're, Not feel. Because you need to grow. Fill. <laughs> yes. Grow. Yeah, That's we need awesome. to grow. We're, we want to um, order our products in larger drums, yeah. refillable drums. And so in order to do that, we would need a lot more back room. Can't wait to have an industrial <laughs> like washing machine and the, the bottle design where, I mean, we just started working on will be like for our actual refill pouches, which is our biggest Thing we're cleaning mm-hmm. is the online pouches. So freaking exciting. That would be something we could wash in a machine. It would be a silicone or something yeah. that would be, you know, fully and, and non-toxic. I, I don't know if you've no seen this asked. yet, but uh, in restaurant research, I've come across there's a new type of uh, dishwasher that does something with electricity so you don't have to use soap. You're not producing. It's cleaning things with electricity through the water. Interesting. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, look yeah. for that link and send it to you. because That's very it's, fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just drink coffee and look at stuff all the time. <laughs> I do, too. It's really bad. I'm like, no, we could do this. And everyone's like, Megan, just take it a couple steps You back. guys need to hang out more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they do. I think that we have enough. <laughs> we're good. We're good with my <laughs> this has been so much fun. This has been awesome. Yeah. We really appreciate you coming. Yeah, and, I mean, I'm really ADD, and I'm sure I went in like a million different directions. Oh, no. But no, this we were spot crazy. on, man. We yeah. talked about everything we needed to <laughs> talk awesome. about. Uh, okay. 
We might have thought we talked about everything, but then everything changed. So that first part you just heard was before the tornado and pandemic started. Michael and I decided to keep the conversation going with Megan. We're doing it from our homes, of course. So we wanted to catch you all back up to speed, and we start by reminiscing about our pre-COVID lives, hanging out at the Chopper Tiki Bar. When we last saw you, we were hanging out over on the east side. We yeah. were having drinks over at, what is that place called, Michael? Chopper Tiki, Tiki. The Robot Tiki Bar. Chopper Tiki, which was my first time. I'll never, I had Tiger's Milk, I believe. Uh, Tiger's Milk <laughs> non-alcoholic style, which is still amazing and delicious. I recommend it. That was um, right before everybody knew about Tiger King. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Tiger King. The world has really changed. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we were having those drinks. We were relaxing. We, we learned some stuff that we didn't bring out in the interview because we weren't super experienced interviewers <laughs> yet, and we still aren't. But uh, some things that we wanted to talk about, and then, you know, the tornado hit. Yeah. And you were pretty much, your shop was in ground zero. Yeah. We were uh, really, really lucky. Really close. Yeah, you couldn't even, like, not only trees and stuff in the street around you, uh, but there's, like, a church steeple. You were right in the middle of that. Like, you were right in the center of it. Yeah, we were, like, I mean, probably a block and a half over from one point, but it literally cut over onto Fatherland. Like, we could see the damage from in front of us and then to, like, the right of us. Um, which was really, really crazy. And, I mean, you only had to walk two blocks to just see people's homes and businesses just gone. It was a pretty sad day. Yeah, it was and really awful. Fatherland Street, you guys are located right in the middle of a really cool spot, too. Fatherland Street has all these different stores right mm-hmm. around you guys. And you are very unique because the Goodfill is a package-free refill store. Um, yeah. Which Michael and I frequent very often. And I frequent it as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're there frequently. <laughs> too frequently sometimes, but no. Yeah, so we, there are actually a lot of unique businesses in that area, which is really awesome. Are, are they all coming back? Um, they, I think a lot of people were just beginning to think about how to recover after the tornado. And as soon as that happened, then, you know quarantine happened so yeah um, so where were you at so where were you at let's let's so let's regroup where were mm-hmm. you at during that before right before the tornado and then after you know like where were you at compared to after the tornado like what what kind of happened the big changes right you know right at that time um well I we had we were really busy and we were starting to get a lot busier and I was really kind of shocked because it's the beginning of the year. It's after Christmas and we're getting more customers than we've ever had. Um, so when the tornado hit, I actually, I heard someone say or saw someone say on uh, a thread, maybe on Facebook, that it had crossed into five points and that the Fatherland shops were gone. And I just that. thought, oh my God, I literally don't have a business anymore. And I'm pretty sure the the insurance plan I have does not cover this kind uh, of thing. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I just that. didn't even think. I was, at the time when I got my insurance policy, I was like, ah, just make it as cheap as possible. Nothing really is going to happen. If a break-in happens, they'll take some cash, Man, whatever, you know. Business was booming. You were yeah. having you were having the time of your life over yep, there. So it was busy, and we, um, we as soon as it happened, we I just thought everything was over, and... It felt like it was over at first because I I didn't really imagine our shop would even have power for the next three or four weeks. Mm, yeah. Um, but we got a generator and we worked without power a lot of days. And um, and then we tried to help in the neighborhood as much as possible. Um, so that's one of the things I want to talk about, because that was that was where I saw you posted the 615 wall. You know, actually, it was my neighbors, and I just kind of followed along. I felt, like, helpless, <laughs> um, especially as a zero-waste company. It was kind of hard to imagine giving people a bunch of package-free stuff. Um, <laughs> but but we ended up figuring it out and just kind of improvised and gave a lot of dish soap out and, you know, refillable containers that had, you know, info with how to refill That's it awesome. once they were ready to refill it. And um, we gave out shampoo bars and... Um, some other like personal care items and things like that. So it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. All it, you had no idea what was going on with your business. You had no power yet. 
And then here we all are out in a community center parking lot. Pumping. pumping we were, <laughs> expensive we were. stuff into expensive bottles uh, that you weren't even concerned yeah. about. You like At that point in time, you didn't have anybody saying, hey, we're going to chip in well, for Well, what's so great you were just saying, is I that help. it was our best month. So it didn't really feel, I mean, I, I, I kind of wish it felt like a big sacrifice, but it actually didn't. Um, it was actually really easy to do because we felt so blessed. And I honestly was just so glad to be alive because we live just north of Nashville, um, like Northeast. So we, it missed us, missed my house and missed my shop. Um, and so, yeah, we just felt really lucky. And I, I, I felt like what I did wasn't good enough, but, but I am glad I got to do what I did. I think all yeah. of us felt like, you know, we felt, first of all, it felt like uh, we were all mm-hmm. on our own. Like that first week, that didn't feel like there was any outside help. That was all just internal, everyone helping each other. And I don't even think people realize, you know, because like later as the coronavirus hits, you know, toilet paper, hand mm-hmm. wipes, sanitizer, yeah. all of that's all of that was already gone already because right. of the tornado. It was already gone. We had... Yeah, we'd already cleaned the stores out for donations, and uh, so we started all this. And that's why when you started, the first when you started offering the hand sanitizer, it was a that was a lifesaver for me. Uh, we don't keep bleach in yeah. the house. We don't have hand sanitizers. I had an old uh, package of the Clorox wipes that was all dried up because our our, our builder gave it to us when we bought our house five years ago in a mm-hmm. welcome kit. That's the only clean COVID yeah. cleaning products I had in my house. And so when you offered the hand sanitizer, I was there. I, I rode up on my bike right away. That's when we could still order online and pick up from the yeah, doorway. And yeah, right? and you still can pick up from the front, which I'm, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. we're still do- you're still doing that. Okay. So yeah, from then on out, you know, you guys were, with the tornado, that was crazy. And I'm really mm-hmm. glad. I'm really glad that your store's okay and everything yeah. is okay at home. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those other fortunate people, Michael, too. You know, we... Mm-hmm. We were really lucky. You and I ran into each other that morning. Oh, we did. And oh, I my gosh. Out if the shop was still standing. Yes, that's and right. And we couldn't find a way in because all of the roads are blocked by trees or parts of people's homes or businesses. Jeez. I mean, yeah, that's so right. We literally could not find, figure out a way to get to the shop. And Man. it took us two hours. I live seven minutes away. It took us two hours to get there. What? Wait, that was before or after I saw you? That was after I saw you. That was right before I saw you because that's when we found a place to walk, but we had to walk under all of these fallen trees. Wow. And power lines. Yeah, I mean, I took off down there as soon as I heard what happened because I didn't even wake up during the night, but I ran down there. I saw Megan that morning. Yeah, it was was a pretty surreal day for me. Um, Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, looking back on it now, I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that your store is still up and running because it's so important to, you know, mm-hmm. for people to, to know a package free refill store too. Like, yeah, you're the first one in Nashville, right? Yeah. Pretty much. You're the first one. We are the first one. We got some trailing behind you. And, Just kidding. And the best one. <laughs> yeah. And the best. Oh, and, and an essential business for all of us that are, uh, you know, reliant on yeah, this. Yeah. We've changed I our I wish habits. that we would, could have moved into a larger space as an essential business because this has been hard to be closed um, but we have been able to do like pickups and, um, online. Thank God That's we have how... all of our online yeah. stuff already set up. We were already doing online. Oh, so we just switched everything over to online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's pretty much what all the stores were doing were the pickups and mm-hmm. the deli- or delivery or whatever that's going to yeah. be. which is a major shift for a business who does not already have an online store. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but not all the businesses had the owners drop shaving cream in their mailboxes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it was like that's two serious. months late, so <laughs> maybe that four was Yeah, so you're out there You're out there doing deliveries, right? Yeah, you're, I'm, you're out there I'm personally not doing, doing deliveries, deliveries anymore. I did start um, off doing deliveries, but... Actually, the girl who was babysitting for me, uh, she's really amazing. And she switched over to that. So that way we could do, um, I could still keep her on. But, you know, we didn't want anybody else in the house. And we wanted, we didn't, it was scary to begin with. Like, you felt like you couldn't be around any other person. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And you were told not to be around any other person. So we just went to the extreme and, yeah. You, t- you did what you had to do, especially yeah, for the safety of your of your staff and everything. Right. But um, yeah. So we're still doing the delivery stuff. When are you planning on? I mean, I know you're looking for a new place. 
um, yeah. because we're expanding, yes. which is so exciting. Yay for yeah. you. Super exciting. Um, so when that's coming along, is are you going to wait till you move to start doing having people back in the store again? Or is there like an agenda for that? We still haven't um, solidified a space yet. So we will have to open in the next week or two. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. We could end up closing again in the fall if things get crazy again. So we're just going to take it one week at a time. Yeah. Um, so in the next few weeks, we'll probably as the, as the phase one and two and three and all that. So are you, are you phase one or are you phase two? Phase one. Phase one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, technically we're in a central business, so we could have been open the whole time. You're just Um, taking safety precautions, which is great. Yeah. I mean, um, one of the girls lives with her mom and, you know, we just, none of us wanted to get sick and have to shut the shop down for a month. Mm -hmm. So, and we actually had a lot of people lining up out the door on, on the last days before (laughs) people knew that they were going to be quarantined. And I was just thinking, this is the worst possible thing we could be doing right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We were max, some days we were max. 10 people. So, and you're like, look, uh, <laughs> order your two tablets yeah. online. I'll bring them yeah, to you. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> just move yeah. my camera. So, what do you think about this? This is pretty cool, right? We're podcasting from home yes, right now. So, I feel like I need to shake out the jitters. Like, I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of like, yeah, just shake them out. Like, sorry. Sorry, guys. We're, we're still getting warmed up with this, but, um, forgive us. We're, we're trying to get our groove here. And I think, um, I think it's important to know, like we we were on a whole different planet before this, before the tornado and the pandemic hit, and so we're just kind of recapping and going through, you know, specifically, like we were supposed to. You had an event coming up, Bea, right? Yeah, yeah, we had a huge zero waste event with four hundred people who were supposed to show up, and we unfortunately had to cancel. And I do think that will be rescheduled, which which is great. Oh yeah, but yeah. Sad. Yeah, we had that. We we didn't we didn't end up doing that. Michael and I and Jess were developing a reusable to go container program. We talked a lot about that yeah, in right. in the episode, and um, that's currently on hold. We're not really mm-hmm. sure how that's going to pan out because mm-hmm. of the pandemic and reusable reusable stuff. You know, it's, right. So there's just a lot of stop a lot of stop signs that have happened, um, but. We're, we're slowly gaining traction and that's kind of how we wanted, we want to know basically how we can help, you know, any, any stores, especially yours, get any kind of word out yeah. as time goes on, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to let anybody know when to expect to open the doors or can you just stand out like on the street with one of those big signs and oh. flip it, you know, uh, don't tempt her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, the main thing I want to know is, like, how are you handling uh, refills right now? Like, we we stocked up uh, last time I could. And he always does I'm that. I'm always, like, I'm always asking him for toothpaste tablets, man. <laughs> I need to bring in a big jar next time. I am. Time. I finally uh, – yeah, that's the best way to do it. You bring the big yeah. jar. And so my big jar is about empty. Our sweet pea conditioner is about empty. Our dish liquid dish soap. So is it all in the white packets now and we just bring those back to you later? Are we bringing those back now? Are you refilling? That's the yeah, question. Yeah, so some, that, of, yeah. Um, some of the products are already – can come – Pre-packaged, so we've done you know with the two tablets, they already come in 125 tablet packs. So there's things like that, and then um, as far as liquid refills go, we have always done our online refills in our online liquid refills in plastic pouches. They're 98% less plastic than a bottle. Um, they're the same type of mm. plastic, but um, just a little bit softer and more um, flexible. And they, yeah, they can hold, we can do anything from like four ounces to 32 to 60 ounces. So we have different sizes under each product. You um, pick what size you want. And then later on, you can bring the pouches back into the store. Yeah. And you were, you were working hard on that. You were like trying to figure out the best pack, the best, um, the, whatever containers to put them in. It's so difficult because I, feel like I've I've racked my brain with materials. I mean, the ideal material would be a silicone pouch because mm-hmm. silicone is, pouches. you know. Pouches, that's the word I wanted, yeah. pouches. Yeah, pouches. <laughs> silicone would never break down. Silicone is completely non-toxic. Um, that would be ideal, but those are extremely expensive. So hopefully we can work our way into that. Yeah, one day, of, one day. 
So right, it. but right now it'll be these low density polyethylene pouches that um, you're able cool. to, yeah, fill. I mean, they're food grade pouches, so BPA and you free. Can, and people can bring them back. You said. And people can bring them back, and then we'll either wash them and um, refill them. And then if some are just beyond their ability to be refilled, we recycle them through TerraCycle. Nice. Yeah, because, yeah. okay, I had I had thought about you today. I had jars for you today. And I was like, wait, they're not taking jars right now. because of- I know. It's really sad, but a lot of it is we just don't have space. Um, it's our back area is just so packed because I just keep adding product. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that's a good reason. Yeah. And you just have to be, you have to create more space when you're doing all this quarantining oh, yeah. products for mm-hmm. packages and boxes. Like we have a little box up front. Maris has seen that, that we have our, our quarant- our COVID box for, for all the packages that come to the yeah. house. They are, they're all in COVID jail Three for days. like 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we'll put on gloves and open yeah. them. It depends on what it right. is. I haven't opened Maris's shoes yet that she had shit there. <laughs> but, uh. Wait, you got them? <laughs> No, I didn't get them. I was just messing with you. Mara sends things here so that they don't get stolen from her. Yeah, Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, it's probably a bigger problem right now because people are bored. Yes. (laughs) So, yes, that's true. And And broke broke. and scared. scared. Yeah, those are real things. Um, So the other one of the other things uh, we talked about that night when we went to the robot tiki bar. (laughs) Was uh, <laughs> that you were studying? Uh, I like saying that robot tiki bar. Uh, when we were you were studying uh, chemistry to make your own beauty. I products, wish it was like full on chemistry, and, and I would feel so smart. But yeah, I'm studying. I put it on hold recently, but I have been studying cosmetic um, formulation. So in order to kind of understand what it really looks like to create your own line of products, especially personal care products. I wanted to understand all the ins and outs of how that works from the beginning of a product's life, you know, till you hand it off to a customer Cool. and, um, and you know, what are good manufacturing practices, yeah. but also, and most importantly, how to reduce waste throughout that process because, I think this number is right. If it's not right, it's close. I think 60% of a product's waste is in manufacturing. Hmm. So um, if we can begin to create all of our own products, then we control all of the ingredient waste Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And yeah, we can start either having a local lab make our products and refill them with the, the lab and you know, pay to have the materials recycled, but, um, there's a lot of different options, but yeah, that's kind of the direction that we're headed in. I I don't think that most people know what a, what a materials research down the rabbit hole, zero waste nerd you are (laughs) in a good way. I wish I knew more, (laughs) but I, I definitely have a, a way deeper understanding of, I mean, I can look at any material at this point and tell you what it's made of. Wow. Um, where I think a lot of people look at something and they're like, wait, this is silver. Is it plastic or is it aluminum? Like if it's silver, yeah. it's aluminum. And if it's a clear lining on top of it, it's plastic and aluminum, you wow. know? Yeah. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of confusion about materials. Totally. It's so bizarre. Like today, even a company emailed me asking if I would sell their hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Um, they said the container was compostable. And I, I mean, that's not possible. You can't put al- 70% alcohol in a container right. that's compostable and keep it in there for longer than like <laughs> four days. It would start to break down. So, right. You're like, um, can't fool me. I, I feel a video uh, segment coming on where it's Stump Megan and we like blindfold you and hand oh, you Oh, I would thrive. I would <laughs> live on that. That's a good idea. That's a cool show idea. <laughs> that would be amazing. There you go. I feel like I would get superpowers from doing that. But um, so you're taking it into your own hands so you can kind of minimize that, right? So it's like not as many ingredients or one of Not as many ingredients, not as, um, I mean, a lot of ingredients are not sustainable too. You might see something that looks natural, but it doesn't mean it's sustainable. Vanilla is not sustainable. Yeah. Um, as a natural ingredient, just there's not enough growing. 
um, and <laughs> where it grows. I don't know the ins and outs of it, so I'm not going to try to pretend right. like okay, I know. Cool. But I know I that it, I don't know either. So yeah. I was like, hey, that's cool. I know that it, I know that it has something to do with the way that it grows, um, okay. and that it's really hard to get enough of it to meet the demands. Yeah. There's a lot of cool ingredients facts. where they're they're hard to grow, and so they're harder on the land, or they're in order to get them quick enough. Wow. There, there are poor farming practices. Mm-hmm. So that is so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Everything you use comes from the ground. Mm-hmm. Your shampoo comes from the ground. So it, you know, it should be done in a sustainable way, just uh. as much, you know, as your food should be grown in a sustainable way. Mm-hmm. And that term "sustainable," it's like you almost need to be an economist oh, yeah. and a mathematician and a scientist. To yeah, figure and that I, out. I'm not even close. Because so I'm just kind of. I mean, you, you and I. We talked about the mm-hmm. whole thing with the palm kernel oil right. that like, okay, if you substitute something, it sounds to me, it's like the vanilla. If you substitute something for it that's not as as dense mm-hmm. nutritionally or as fat content yeah. as right. palm oil, then you'd have to cover the earth in that plant to right. make up for yeah. it. So you think, oh, I'm going to switch to this, but then that may not be the answer. Right. Yeah, either. and like one... I think I think stopping mass consumption mass is the consumption. answer. Where we all just don't mm-hmm. have 20 shampoos and, and everything. So like people's waste not just with food... Mm-hmm but also with the other things that they use. I mean, that's the whole premise behind zero waste is that, you know, you, there, there are not, there's not enough of the earth to meet our unsatisfaction. Dig a hole to fill a hole. Yeah. Dig yeah, holes exactly. Fill holes in our lives. There's exactly. a lot of loose ends yeah. going on right now, man. And that's, I think that's why we wanted to, to get you back on here too. Cause I know when we had talked before, it was really mm-hmm. kind of like, all right, everything's different now. Even though we all have the same ideas, we have the same goals. Yeah. But how are we going to approach this now? Since, so, yeah. you know, so many people are scared of sharing of germs and. Mm-hmm. Well, even reusable grocery bags. A lot, Can't you know, bring Trader those Joe's in anymore. People from Whole using. Foods the, I own the Trader it. Joe's bags. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad Turnip Truck lets us do it, but I understand it. But I, don't know I think I at this point it. in time, though, we also. Well, I, I think I think you know everyone's freaked out about their mm-hmm. safety, and that's that's top priority. I get it. I even thanked the cashier at Turnip Truck for letting me use the reusable mm-hmm. bags. So I just can't throw that away. I can't. I can't. There, like the compost was closed down at the convenience center yeah. for a yeah. long mm-hmm. time, and I was like, I can't throw this stuff away. And I make too much compost. I was filling my neighbor's compost yeah. to the Same brim. With us. And there was mm-hmm. about a week where I thought, okay, I just have to throw this away because I don't have anything to do. Yeah. And I, I they're only I, open uh, once a week you know, too. They're only open once a week, and I was like, okay, I need to get mm-hmm. started with Compost Nashville. But today I'm going to throw this stuff. I was physically well, ill for like throwing compost coffee grounds in the trash. Yeah, paying know? for a service is so great, but it's not realistic for a lot of people. So we and need to true. do a class teaching how to people <laughs> teaching people how to compost at home. There's um, definitely resources out there. There um, definitely is, for Tennessee sure. Envi- uh, what is it? <laughs> Tennessee Environmental Council. <laughs> Mouthful for me, sorry. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah they have a and class. They have a composting. Yeah, and then Metro does classes with um, Turnip, Turnip Green, Green Creative Views. Reuse, yeah. yeah. But you're right. Yeah, I'm just not... A lot of us, you know, Maris is an apartment. I, I'm not going to... Uh, Get out there in my overalls with a pitchfork and fight the dogs over the compost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I I put it in the freezer so it's not smelly, and I take it to a service or I'll pay for a service to come get it. But I, I yeah, there just there needs to be Composting lots of things. Composting is the most of complex of all the things. I think. Like it when is. I started to make my sustainable journey, I thought recycling. Oh, that's easy. And you know, I had curbside pickup. It was like single stream, throw it all in. Yeah, if you don't know, throw it in. Whatever. <laughs> like it'll go. It'll get to the recycling center. Yeah. And that was my mentality. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people now that are like that and wear my mm-hmm. shoes. Whereas mm-hmm. now I separate everything. I know what can and can't go. And composting is like the scary thing for everybody. They're like, composting? No, that's crazy. Like, Well, I'm there's not, science uh, involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And But I mean, my, my thing is it's the most if beneficial. it came from the earth, it goes back into the earth, you know, paper products. Yeah. And, but just like the multi-layers of ingredients you were talking about, like, mm-hmm. oh, the plastic-coated cardboard paper thing, like, do we know? Oh, the PLA, mm-hmm. you know, we had talked about that in the episode, right. too, about the different greenwashing things and everybody being confused mm-hmm. about the new compostable products that are looking like plastic. What do we do with those? Right. Yep. Oh, man. So, yeah, I've gotten some requests recently for some videos for just... How do you recycle in Nashville? 
specifically? Yeah. And can you Gosh. dumb it down? Can you dumb it down? For you know like what? T- dumb it down is it, literally it is. if it doesn't look, if it's plastic and it doesn't look like a bottle or a tub. That's it. You're okay. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's depressing because like Maris and I had this mm-hmm. conversation. We're like, Dad, I can't put my peanut butter jar in there mm-hmm. even if I clean it out. The little tabs, of, all the little plastic tips and tricks that we've been doing for mm-hmm. years, it's like they don't want. Yeah, it. yeah. no, you're, so it's you're almost depressing. Bo- jar, they'll take that. Any container. No, she said they they don't want what? it. No, she said no. The only reason for jar. that one is because it's they so difficult dirty. for the residue to get off of it. That's oh, why. Well, people that? don't go the extra route like we or the extra uh, mile yeah. that we do. You know, it's true. She she said even if it's clean they don't want it. So, I am in yeah. pain. And they're gonna. Yeah. Uh, well, all of that we it's, all it's, it that changed day. the way we all do things. So that's what we're talking about. Compost. Compost is forty percent of the trash that goes in the landfill. <gasps> and if we composted, that gets rid of yeah. filling the landfill. If if my idea right now is that if recycling is so broken, everyone should. We were going on hard compost. on the compost game before the tornado hit. We were going hard on it, and yeah. we were trying. To see why it wasn't working, and it was just the education and and people not knowing how to teach other people, and it just mm-hmm. the word of mouth wasn't working. So, what's the next best thing? Reusable. Oh, pandemic. Okay, no reusable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what's the next best thing? You know, and it seems far fetched, but it really starts with the companies. It starts with the giant businesses that own everything that are making all the stuff. They got to change their ways, and, and that's why you're so inspiring. Themselves. They yeah. have to educate themselves. You have to spend the time to figure out how your business is teaching people. Because yeah. as soon as you tell somebody that something is compostable and it's not, they believe you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A good example of that is uh, I was doing some research on chip and snack bags and what the, you know, what the state of the art is right now. I didn't realize that I think it was 2000. And eight, two thousand nine, Sun Chips made a yep. compostable yeah. bag, but people complained it was too crinkly uh-huh. loud, and they pulled yeah. it. <laughs> because and that's more now, important. Now to this day, I remember getting in an argument with, with um, uh, oh, what's the uh, fried chicken uh, vegan uh, Southern mm-hmm. V, because they had the Sun Chip bags and they didn't have Man. any trash, just because they said everything was compostable. I'm like, it's you not compostable. Heard him after he went to this there. day, they think. <laughs> They sun thought they thought that it was sun chips bag is still no. compostable. Oh, there isn't man. a single bag that is compostable. That's what I was researching. Not a Mm-mm. single chip or snack bag that's compostable or right. recyclable. Well, TerraCycle, TerraCycle. Oh uh, yeah, but how many people are going to pay for TerraCycle as well? Another... No, so there are some chip brands that TerraCycle will send you an envelope or a, or a label, and you can just stuff them in a little box, and then you literally just put it on your porch to mail it out. That's what we do. Have you gotten oh, yeah. one of those? I didn't know that. Okay, because we're on the waiting list. We're on the waiting list for a couple. We never, I've never gotten oh, any that's of them. Sad. So. Ter- have you tried TerraCycle? Yeah. I mean, sorry. Yeah, that's have you tried? You... Um, that's not the brand of the chips. That is the company. <laughs> no, the brand is the uh, <laughs> late, July. late July. Okay, yeah, that's a bummer. Late July. So they right. should send you an yeah. email with a label. Yeah, I'll try it again. And Cheryl just do it. My wife is doing one for beauty products. We thought, well, we'll do one here at home and not just go dump them. Dump them on me. The envelope for the chip bags is free. Yeah, they'll send you a label now for chip bags, so you can just put it on any box. So you just go on TerraCycle.com and look up chip bags. Oh, you apply. Okay. Yeah, you apply for like uh, he's referring to the late July brand of chips. If All you right. have the money to spend four dollars, it's, it's, it's if you have the money, if you have the time to go do yeah. it, and the interest, and it's about as broken as styrofoam broken. recycling is mm-hmm. in Nashville. It's like such a small percentage Man, that can really very, go very there. small. I mean, I'm not knocking or what they do avoid. because what they do is awesome. <laughs> just don't there it just add better for yeah. your waist, yeah. better for your skin. That's that's my idea. That's my idea of a diet. If you if you didn't eat anything that's not packaged in a a long-term plastic mm-hmm. package like that. That'd That's be the bigger jump. That's the bigger jump in I your lifestyle is like really avoiding things. And we we try to avoid things from the big companies too that, you know, and shop locally and shop at the good mm-hmm. fill, um, reuse your jars and bags and things. But when you avoid, when we avoid the products and the businesses, they don't necessarily know that we're avoiding them and why. Yeah, so it's so true. Walk in, That's why it's really no, important they, they to know, talk about it. I, I email them. They know because I email them. 
I emailed them all. Why isn't your frozen pee bag Woodstock recyclable or made from recycled yeah, content? Yeah, but like plastic? they're not even going to I email every single bag. That, man, I want to I want to write emails I, too, I, but I do it. I drink coffee. See, Michael says it. that he's not going to hold out <laughs> signs. Like, he's not going to protest anything. Like, he's like, yeah, I'll let other people. I didn't oh, say well, that. No, okay, okay. Let me rephrase. Uh, let me rephrase. He's like, well, I'll let some people do that. My thing is, is I like to write the the emails or I do this. or like So that's like his form of, like, major protesting is, like, writing mm-hmm. emails, which are eloquently written. They're really nice, actually. Yeah, like, I think it honestly makes a difference. But, but to get to the core of the problem, I mean, I'm going to jump into it. It's legislation, man. It's legislation. The it's government. both, I think. It has to be both. And at this point, the government's really disappointing me, like, majorly. Oh, yeah. So how are we, yeah. like, that's my biggest fear, man. Every time I, 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 I haven't been thinking about sustainability, to be honest with you. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people put it on the back burner. I, I, mm-hmm. I was concerned with the tornado and the pandemic, and, and that was it. And I don't even have kids. I don't have kids. I'm not married. I don't have a home. You know that I don't. I haven't bought a house. So it's it's been high on everyone's minds. But all these other things, climate change, uh, recycling, and the composting and the banning, and it's just gone to the back burner. And we got to bring it back out now. You know, like yeah. it's 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 time to start talking about it again and and see where people are at. So I right. mean, my biggest thing is where do the changes get made? And I feel like it's it's Congress. If we don't yeah. have People in Congress that are going to support us, so that's where I'm going. That's that's where right. my brain is going right now. Is we got to get to to the root of the problem, the core of the problem. And I think you're so smart, Megan Gill. You're just oh like, you're just killing it out there in your store. And guys, for real though, if you haven't been to the Good Fill Refill Store in East Nashville on Fatherland Street, everything's pretty much cool now, right? We can get in there, like we can drive through, like there's no debris and like. Yeah. People can oh, access yeah. everything, right? The whole right? area is accessible. The whole now, area yeah. is accessible. Get yourself yeah, over or in the next two weeks. Never mind. Sorry. We're going to be updating you. Make sure you're staying tuned to to Megan's. Um, she's all on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Make sure that you see that she's accepting, you know, people in the store again. But if you haven't been over there, it's pretty unique, pretty amazing thing. And I think there's a few others that are popping up. We talked about this. There's a few others popping up. We don't have to talk about it. But here's the thing. She started this and this is this is the future. Refilling we yeah, packaging ref, refill package no package can somebody help me here? Package free store. Package free store. Is there Yeah, 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 that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, there are a lot of names for us. Yeah, I I, ju- I did my for best there. But but the good fill is yeah, the, the name. Good fill the, good fill. the good fill is the name. We're talking about how all these big companies need to get with it. No, I think they need to to go under, get out of the way, and let yeah, the Megan, good fill take if, over if from you Procter could say, Gamble. If you could tell them. I want you to be the new Procter & Gamble. If you could the tell fill. them That's something. I'm really interested to know, like, what, what would be your takeaway for them? Be like, if you could have them hear you. And you could just say, like, something to them. What would you say to a big... You have the money to pay people to figure this out. I do not. Mm. And I'm figuring it out. Yeah. That's what I have to say. That's like, right. If you actually care, don't just tell people to recycle their bottles. Don't mm-hmm. just find a new sustainable container. Figure out a way. And and companies were switching over to refillable pouch, Like, the pouches that I have, not refillable, mm-hmm. but... You refill your bottle with that pouch, and those pouches go flat in a landfill if they're thrown away. Mm-hmm. They're 98% less plastic. Like I said, that is still less plastic. Like So those companies that are actually doing those refills, that is that is still better than continuing to sell these bottles. Right on. However, I mean, there's a whole other piece to personal care products, and that is, you know, product does eventually go rancid. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a lot to figure out, but it's, it's definitely possible to do so. Yeah. Um, and I think that companies are starting to pop up that TerraCycle has started a whole loop program. Mm-hmm. Um, What's I think that? that's going to be the next bi- big thing. Loop. We don't want to talk about it too much. Oh, okay. Because they, <laughs> they will sell shampoos and things. And, um, essentially <laughs> the idea is, um, and we may go in this direction as well. But, um, the idea is you send someone like a stainless steel bottle or even a plastic bottle that can is sturdy plastic or sturdy 
metal and those bottles can be mailed back mm. and then refilled, okay. washed and refilled that's so cool. that your your bottle is already clean, is always clean. Yeah. I think I think that's important. Mm-hmm. It's it's so crazy to me that everybody like the beer bottles are all you know, uh, market tested for the ones that make you want to drink their beer and the shampoo <laughs> is in the sexiest bottle. We'll keep the bottles. If they, if they affect us so much, then let's refill right. them yeah. and reuse them. Why are we throwing away their design to be this, these We have this new lens that we items. look through, guys, don't we? Like, I, I feel like I really don't want anything lavish anymore. I'm like, I just want the simple stuff, man. Like, just give it to me yeah. how it should be. Like, oh, oh, this is funny. I went and ordered, I didn't, well... I, I, yeah, I guess I did. I ordered a, a, an essential oil from a store that I haven't reordered from in like over a year or something. It was a gift. Mm-hmm. And I finally went and got it. And I went to go pick it up. And the guy came out. And I was like, oh, I don't want the bag. And he was like, I was like, keep the bag. And he was like, no, you keep it. And I'm like, but I want to save the world. And he goes, no, you keep it. And I'm like, no, it's okay. You take it. And he goes, I just throw it away anyway. And I'm like, oh, yeah. bro. I'm going to call out your store right now, but I was really upset by that. Or maybe I am, honeybees. God. Yeah. <laughs> this is trash talk. I forgot. Actually, maybe you might, you know, think a little bit more about your bag usage, but they're not recyclable bags. And just like that mentality, man. I was right. like, really? Like, even if right. I gave it back to you, you would just throw it away? Like, that's what you would do? Oh, God. And that's so much is marketing. So much is marketing because... Yeah, yep. that, that is what's interesting um, when learning about hair products and facial products and body products and learning the how everything's made um, and why some products have so many ingredients. Mm-hmm. And when actually, when you get to that point, when you see long, long lists of ingredients, Don't when you're looking go. at the last like 10 ingredients of a label that has 20 ingredients those ingredients are in there there. like one percent you're looking at that and you're thinking and it has this and it has this and it's like wow i didn't know that oh yeah shampoo 80 percent water watch out for that fragrance yep fragrance uh word (laughs) yep yeah no No fragrances well no so let me ask both of you if you think that so everybody's locked in their Mm -hmm. houses teleconferencing kind of like we are here people you know it's like they're not buying the latest shirt and the latest fast fashion Mm -hmm. i i I think you know you see people like make up a little bit but not quite as much do you think people are realizing like i don't need this in my life i'm happy like i am right now you think there's a lot of that happening right now i hope so that or they're taking a break and they're just gonna go full force back into it yeah actually like i've seen people (laughs) posting they're like i just wanted to wear makeup so they like put makeup on and and a dress i'm like oh that's cool self-care you know like you like pretend you're going out but i'm like man, I'm relishing not having to wear any makeup and, like, not having to wear real clothes. I'm like, man, this might stick. Not washing my hair for seven days. They're like, I just put makeup on because. I'm like, man, I'm probably never going to use makeup again. Yeah. Hey, to each their own, but let's... I think we, we just the goal is to keep pushing all of our sustainability ideas and solutions mm-hmm. to help kind of form a new normal. What we want to be a new the change be. you wish and to it is see politics. in the world. Yeah, and it doesn't we, have to be expensive. We do. It, there... it doesn't, and and we're not. We don't have to do it individually. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's individual actions, but I think you're. Comment, Maris, about the politics. It's right. I, I have this thing in my head right now. I haven't hasn't formulated right, but it's like I want to be a single issue voter. Yeah, single issue voter. Nothing else matters but the environment, the people, because everything else comes. Talk about trickle down. Mm-hmm. It all trickle downs from right. that. You want to? It's like we oh get God. diseases are wiping us out. I just had an all epiphany. It, you know. You know what's crazy? Okay. We need to talk about politics more. Like more people need to talk about it because we don't know jack shit oh, about are. it. Like half of ninety eight percent of Americans probably don't know, you know, like I just made that yeah. number up, but I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm one of them. Yeah. 70% of all made up yeah, numbers. Just letting uh, you guys no. know that was like out of my brain, but it's funny how, as You're right. don't you hear that all the time? Oh, I don't want to talk politics. I don't want to talk politics. Yeah. Let's not do that. Everything yeah. is Actually politics. we need to No. So I encourage people. I think we are. Maris. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to, and I think I want to know, because I, I have an inkling and I've heard some of the stuff, what our state legislature has been doing during the pandemic to help mm-hmm. us all. Yeah. And we need to encourage, you know, in August, we've got an election coming up. And I think for Trash Talk, we're going to talk yeah, about we this are. And, and start mm-hmm. start educating people because even the local, how clear is it now? So 
if you're if you have a bad mayor, it literally could kill you. Mm-hmm. The mayors across the country are saving people's yeah. lives. They're the ones who are making the big decisions mm-hmm. for that are life and death. And most people didn't even show up to vote for the mayor last time. Look at the national turnout was like so low, it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. So we every vote, every single school board, mayor, you know, everything matters. So I think we'll start covering yeah, that more. Yeah, because I'm... We're going to be podcasting I'm more often. I'm definitely in need of that. I need to know. But okay, yeah. so Michael, we got we got Megan Gill mm-hmm. here. We got, we've almost... We're at 45 minutes. It's so crazy. Cool. I mean, yeah. you know, it'll probably get chopped down a little bit. But what are your Michael highlights? What are your takeaways? Because we... Remember I was telling you, you got to do this. I like this. We're doing a Michael takeaway highlight <laughs> That's thing. That's awesome. T- takeaway from Yeah, what are the highlights? From, from this whole thing? Well, hi- well, it's always a highlight talking to Megan. Ooh, She's a rock star. He did it. She's a he hot did rock star. It. <laughs> but I think, uh, I, you know, I'm just glad that you're doing well and the that you're going to be. I mean, think about, yeah. think about the good Phil. Like if you'd have told, I'm sure you told people, and they're just like, "You're crazy. That's never going to work in Tennessee. You should be in California, or you should be in Berkeley, yeah. or Brooklyn, or somewhere." That's so true. I'm, sh- I'm sure that. I'm sure that that's the attitude that people heard. That, but yet, here we are in a shutdown, businesses failing yep. left and right, everybody struggling, and you're looking to yeah. expand. So my takeaway is you're awesome. Oh, my gosh. And this is an awesome idea. I think, <laughs> I honestly am just really proud of Nashville because, um, you know, I, I run like, I'm, I've been running an ad just for the people who don't realize that we're here because a lot of people really care, but mm. they don't know that there are options yeah. You know, that yeah. Especially more sustainable options than going to Target. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to be able to see people's response and their gratefulness is really awesome. That's good. Um yeah. and so yeah, it's kinda like what you were saying. It's like those of us who who feel like a calling to do, we you have to keep doing it yes. and going for it because there are people out there who want to hear and want to see and want to do, and they need someone to take yeah. the first step. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Megan, how do we how do we support the good Phil at this point? Is there anything you want to say to your people? Tell me all of the things you want us to carry. Okay, that's cool. Um, I'm always looking for new suggestions, and I um, I'm always looking for suggestions on the products we currently carry. I mean, I kind of have a <laughs> I have. I'm such a perfectionist, so I'm always trying to improve everything. Good, so me too. I've likely already thought of it, but it's really great to get feedback <laughs> from people. Um, yeah, so cool. I don't know. Those are the two things I can think of. <laughs> awesome. This was amazing, and we thank you so much for being on the show. Zero Waste Trash Talk, new podcast. I'm Maris Micellis, and... I'm Michael Britt. Michael Britt, guys, so... Thanks for listening, and we will not see you soon. We will hear you soon. You'll not hear you soon. You'll hear us soon. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 